This is the Transformation Bros Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jason and Nathan. Hey guys, welcome to episode number 23 of the show. I hope you've had a great couple of days and always great to be back. Yeah, thanks for listening guys. Really good to be back. I know it's episode 23, but we just celebrated the release of episode 20 today, which we're really excited about. Mm. We're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. It's fun to celebrate along the way. Yeah, we've just been um, geeing ourselves up for episode 23. Yeah, it's the part that nobody sees, is it? Yeah. That we... um, we were just cracking up. Yeah, we were trying we were to have a good laugh. We were procrastinating a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes we sit down here and we sort of just take don't ages. Really know how to start. Yeah. And like anything in life, starting sometimes <laughs> is the hardest part. <laughs> it's the most important part. The most important part is to get started. That's right. And then the most important part is finishing. Yeah. But only after the most important part of starting is done. I find finishing easier. Do you? Than starting. Yeah. I don't believe you. Yeah. No, it is. Sometimes you just stop. <laughs> that's it you just <laughs> you just finish yeah well i've had an interesting few days um it's feeling mm. a little bit uh overwhelmed but tired on the weekend S- standard for me yeah and so um yeah forced myself to have a really quiet day yesterday went and caught up with a, an old friend that was really nice and just um i actually had a long nap in the middle of the day too just oh, caught man. up on some rest that's cheating i know Not really. It's called self-love and self-care, and Mm. I was really giving that to myself. True. Yeah, which felt good. So feel a bit better today. Nice. How's your weekend been? Uh, The weekend was great. Lots of chores around the house. Nothing too exciting. (laughs) But anybody who's got a house will know how exciting it is to get the chores done. To get the chores done. It is really, really good. Uh, Bit going on. Bit going on at work. Still really busy, but that's just good. Mm. Um, and, oh, I was linked to the COVID case in Christchurch. The guy drove my truck, and then yeah, I drove Yeah, we had it. a couple of cases pop up here. Yep. Fortunately, they haven't led to too much spread, have they? No, that's been it, which has been good. Yeah. So, yeah, I got my negative result today. Oh, so. celebration. Yeah. Yeah, it's caused a lot of stress, hasn't it? Yeah, some, yeah, just some, it's been interesting, actually, because I noticed that I was just, actually, I'm vaccinated, so I wasn't worried about myself, but I didn't want to be that guy who was giving yeah. it to other people. It's yeah. also like there's a real, um, I don't know, like a social pressure, isn't there? Like, you know, we, we're so, because we all know we see someone's boarded into the city or how do they get in or what mm. do they do? We all go, oh, oh this person, you know. So nobody mm. wants to be that person now, do they? They don't want to be the spreader. No, that's right. And it's a bit like when you've got the cold or flu and you go into the office, you don't want to You don't yeah. want to do that. You don't want to spread it around. Keep it to yourself. Yeah, keep that I to say. yourself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's good. Um, I, for those of you who don't know, I play a lot of squash. Squash has uh, yeah. become an addiction for me. Yeah. I just love the game. And been playing uh, pretty much three or four times a week for the last year and a bit mm. and loving it. Yeah, you've really got into it. Yeah, I love it. And I, it's taught me a lot of lessons, squash. Because I've never actually been a sports person. Right. I've always played fun stuff, but I've never really um, committed myself to backyard a sport. cricket. Lots of backyard cricket. At Christmas. You and I ran a half marathon together. Oh, yeah. Um, Jeez, that was painful. Used to play golf when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, that was painful. But yeah, this is so I, I've learned a lot of lessons. And you often hear um, those sort of high achieving types say that there's a lot of parallels between success in sport and success mm. in life or success in business mm. and i never really understood it because i didn't play high level sport but now that i'm an athlete 
Absolutely. Those lessons have come to me in abundance. Yes. And, you know, I, I can't remember, I think I've talked about this on the podcast, but one of my things is I find things that I really love to do and then make them really unfun by getting really serious about it yeah. and sucking the fun out of it and trying to win at it. Yeah, perfectionism as well. Yeah, and perfectionism. Yeah, and I did that with squash. I like to point at that. You squirmed then. You yeah, like, you sort of uh, went straight into my heart space. Yeah, well, I'm doing. It's coming from love. I'm <laughs> helping you to heal it. My heart was like, "Fuck uh, your love." Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's been a real lesson in that. That when I'm really serious on the court and I'm really trying to win, I I don't play as well. It doesn't yeah. feel good. Yeah, but right. when I actually remember, I love this game. I love competing. And squash, they call it like physical chess because mm. it's so much about the strategy of you're playing one shot, but you're actually setting up the next three shots yeah. when you play it. And so you're constantly thinking, how am I going to do this? And then you're trying to find the other guy's weakness and expose it. But then you're also trying to um, not have him figure out what you're doing. So yeah. then you've got to break that pattern occasionally. Wow. And so it's so fun to figure that out. And so I have to remind myself, and I always forget when I'm on the court, oh, get into the fun and excitement of this little battle that you're in. I really mm, enjoy the mm. battle and my game. I play so much better. I play mm. so much better. And, and so that's a lesson, you know, same in business, same in life. When I actually look at it and go, man, you really love your business. You really love helping. Like, remember that. Don't remember, Oh, I've got to do this and I've got to meet this metric. And why isn't this working? And yeah, it's easy to get sucked into that. That's right. right. Yeah. And another little lesson I've learned is I actually learned the power of presence in a whole different way mm. because on the court, I'll have a lot of self-talk going on, usually positive. I'm pretty good at keeping it positive. I'll be like, right, nice. you know, you, um, you're not hitting it deep enough into the back. Jeez, uh, you need to slow it down a bit. Ah, you took your off the ball. You're rushing a little bit. Yeah. But that's actually not presence. That's mm. still, I'm still up in my head. Mm. And so part of again, trying to go to the next level of the game is slowing myself down and actually emptying my mind of all thought. Wow. Being 100% just present on the court, me wow. and the ball. Wow. And because it's so tempting to go, right, what do I got to do next? Jeez, that didn't work out. Why did he do that? Jeez, how am I going to push him? What, what, what am I going to do next? What's that? Do I need to go high? Do I need to go low? Should I do a drop shot? What? I know what you mean too. Because it's, yeah, because it's like when you go to throw a ball into something or I've been practicing it with rolled up paper into a basket. If I just let my body do it. You know, you I and I, try. you know, we really resonate here. I'm playing high level squash. You're throwing paper balls in a basket. So it's, it's not really, e it's not easy. It's really you know. <laughs> Mine's not as physical. I'm just so glad that you relate to me on this level. <laughs> well, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm trying to get the Carry relativity. On. On. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if you're not thinking about it. Well, I it definitely helps. notice it in my sport of throwing paper into, <laughs> into the basket. In your chosen sport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very serious. It's a league. It's really serious. Yeah. If I don't, if I try to, if I actually try to do it. Jason's doing the action yeah. while he's talking, by the way. He's doing the throwing action. <laughs> yeah, it looks like I've got a booger stuck yeah. to my finger. Yeah, you're trying to sort of flick it. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but if I just, if I don't think, if I just look at the basket and throw, yep. nine times out of ten it goes in. Really? Yeah. Isn't that weird? So that's it. Oh, just what you were talking about. <laughs> so my years I, I, I suggest training. you try it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot harder to go and play squash. <laughs> so start okay, easy. Yeah. Start with the paper basket. Yeah, and if you and want to get into sport, just yeah. try not thinking while throwing a piece of paper <laughs> in a basket. 
yeah, but that's uh, that's been a real practice. And again, it's another lesson in presence. Yeah. Whether it's like, in, again, in business, relationship, we're all, presence is always a common theme of oh, what we're trying boy. to practice. And that mm. was another one there mm. for me. Um, and I'll just say one more thing. Uh, coaching and like the commitment to um, improvement is mm. just awesome. Like, so I, uh, you know, I was, I get coaching probably once every three weeks in squash. Mm. And I said to my coach the other day, I said, oh, I really want to just have another look at my swing and how my, my technique. And he's like, well, you can sort of analyze it. There's a, you can go a long way with analyzing your swing. It depends how far you want to go. Right. I was like, I want to go all the way. <laughs> there is nothing that I, I really, I'm committing to greatness in this sport. Wow. So I, there's nowhere, like if you were just casual, he'd say, oh, you can do a couple of things here to improve, carry on. But I'm like, no, nah, I want to, before I form too many more bad habits, just mm. keep keep working on getting it right. Um, and just uh, the power of coaching. You know, mm. I I'm obviously love transformational coaching, but just even being coached by an expert, having someone sit back and watch me, it's the same as the coaching we're talking about. He's looking at me. He's watching how I play. He's seeing the patterns that I'm developing. He's watching my reactions and then reflecting that back to me. And then I get to shift it, go back onto the court in a game and see all these improvements. It's yeah, so cool. How good. Yeah. It's um, the only next level from that is videoing, getting yourself videoed yeah. and watching that. Watching it yourself. It's so um beneficial mm. and you've also done some personal training as well to work on your the physical fitness yeah, so that's you're right. all in aren't you yeah so i've got a personal trainer so i go to the gym twice a week and just work on that part of it. it's injury prevention strength training that kind of thing i just want to say there's no training for throwing paper in the basket <laughs> <laughs> well, basically is. this yeah. is an all this is all-inclusive sport mm. it's actually it's all in the mind literally yeah. Literally, there's so no physical. Yeah, you do have to line up some required. paper to screw up and throw, but mm. yeah, if you don't have that, it'd probably exclude you a little bit. Yeah, oh, that's a good lesson for everyone. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, I'm really proud of this journey. It's another, it's just another area that I wanted to play in, mm. you know, in terms of like how far can I go, what can I learn, what are the insights here, how can I transform. And yeah, and just so you know, Nathan's going to all these tournaments as well. Yeah, but you're playing at every available tournament that you can get to. So did, you're not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I did fifty. I had fifty six games this year, like wow. tournament games, wow. competition matches, and won two titles. Wow, I'm proud of that. Is that why they made you club captain? That's or? right. Yes, and I also got made club captain of my club, which is another exciting thing. That's a new leadership journey mm. that's going to start shortly, and I'm excited just to, to again. My intention there is to practice inclusivity bringing more connection and community to the club um it's a sort of a typical club environment where you know it relies on volunteers and it sort of mm. bumbles along a little bit and uh, they're a little bit scared of making money right because it's that old chestnut that old chestnut so mm. I'm, I'm keen to bring some you know financial some abundance into it yep. and actually really yeah, really get the thing going. And why did you take that on considering you're already you know we've talked about overwhelm on the on the podcast and yeah, so, and I know that you Great were like, oh, yeah, should I, shouldn't I, whatever. Well, seeing as I didn't buy the BMW, I needed something to <laughs> fill its place. <laughs> That's a good good answer. Yep, I uh, thought about that for a long time, and um, I had to come back to why I'm doing it because one of the reasons I overwhelm myself is because I'm trying to prove mm. myself. Mm. I'm trying to prove that I can do everything, mm. and. 
you know, I, the, the, the proving part of me, the part of me that doesn't feel good enough, it always wants to show that I'm extraordinary. Wow. Like it's like it doesn't want to just achieve stuff. It wants to achieve as much as possible that part of me to really wow. prove how not good I'm not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Where that, do you like, think that came from? Oh, God, I don't, who cares? We talked about it a million times. But yeah. I, that, so I, I just know that's the pattern now mm. is like mm. – um, you've got to check in. And part of me is like, oh, club captain, oh, it's a bit of a role, you know, that'll be, mm. oh, that's a bit of an ego thing. And if I set that aside, if that's not part of it, is there anything actually in there that I do want that aligns? Nice. And when I did that, I was like, oh, yeah, I actually want, this is an opportunity to bring a whole bunch of stuff, my gifts to yeah. this. Yeah, and all the ones you mentioned things. before. That's right. That's right, and also leadership. Mm. You know, I've we talked about um, a few times in the responsibility conversation. Mm. I've really shirked leadership. I don't like it. I'm a bit scared of it. Right. I don't like responsibility. Um, and so this is an opportunity to actually lean in and go right. Here's a chance to be a leader, be responsible. My nice guy comes up. I yep. go, oh god, I'm gonna. Not everyone's gonna like me. You know, I'm going to have to make decisions that are going to cause some friction and some conflict. Yeah. So for anyone, listen, for anyone listening that might have the same similar thing of not you know, maybe shirking responsibility or not wanting to do take on those things, how would you suggest they do it? Good question because I, um, I don't think I would say go and jump straight into a leadership role. No. But actually start – I, you know, I think it <clears> – excuse me. It's always your awareness of – of that, of yeah. everything. So bring not awareness to why yeah. are you, you know, why are you not into it and why are you, um, what scares you about it? What's the fear there? What are you worried about? So I listed off some of mine. Yeah. But because I've got awareness around it, I've got very strong awareness around my resistance and what I'm scared of. And I've been actively practicing mm. breaking through those things. Now I'm comfortable to take on a leadership role with that awareness and and lean into it. Yeah. yeah, so you'd suggest people look at their fears first off. Mm-hmm. Why are they doing that? Like, why are they scared of it? What's What are they scared of? Yeah. All that sort of stuff. And you'll need help with that. Yeah. You know, so I recommend getting a coach that can actually help you figure that out. It's really hard yeah. to figure that out on your own. Yeah, that's true. Because there's so many blind spots. Yeah. Um, part of when I worked with my coach around this, she helped me see that – um, I, I, I don't like the pressure. I've always, when I was a kid, um, everyone was always like, oh, he'll go a long way. Oh, he's a smart boy. Oh, he'll do a lot of good things. Mm. And to me, that was a lot of pressure. Mm. You know, it was a lot of pressure. And so I started shirking mm. anything like that. And I started to become really dismissive and casual about achievement mm, and just go right. oh god i'm so ca-, you know who cares you can achieve stuff you don't know you know it doesn't, none of it matters none of it none of it matters mm. and that was actually a strategy to avoid feeling the pressure of people's expectations on yeah. me wow and so that's one of the reasons that i don't i don't like the pressure of responsibility and, and maybe disappointing people and letting people down and yeah, I think people could probably really relate to that as well. Mm. I think that's probably a, um, a general thing where if we're put under pressure, it's something that we don't actually like physically as a human being. Yeah. But more, it's sort of like um, 
being the if you're always winning, there's way more pressure to keep winning. Whereas if you're the, the underdog, mm. you've got everything to gain, sort That's of nothing right. to lose. It'd be in that category, yeah. It is, and it's like um, when I'm if no, there's no expectation on the class clown. True. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So that's was like me. It's like, oh, if I'm the class clown, then no one will expect me to do anything. Yeah. 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 Really interesting. So it also means um, I've discovered in the last few years that I'm actually quite intelligent, but I I always, because of the same reason, I hid that. Mm, I didn't want to mm. be seen as intelligent. I mm. didn't want to, it was all too much to be with, mm. you know, so I hid it. I didn't want to acknowledge it. I didn't want to show anyone that I knew anything. I've seen that a little bit too recently where people are like, they if they're being told they're too much or if they did want to keep the peace or they don't want to upset people, actually they're holding down their intelligence. Yeah. Because sometimes your intelligence is just going to come through and it might upset people. You may not have to bring it to the front. I, I can way. imagine a scenario where if you were a particularly intelligent child but you had parents that weren't on that level, mm. intelligence or academically, that would be quite... Um, confronting for them and mm. so they might want to shut that down or they might just not understand you yeah they might have not understood you jason and nathan the book mindset by got dr carol dweck um i got that with growth versus fixed mindset growth yep exactly so i got that book because i went to the principal of my son's um school because he was not trying many things he was kind of i knew he was really smart because he when he first started reading books he'd bring those little reading books home and he'd read them upside down Mm. he's always been a phenomenal reader Mm. and um so i went and talked to the the principal about this and i was only in the meeting like five minutes and he goes did you do you read much and i was like yeah and he said he reached down and he grabbed this book and he goes oh take this home and it was such a bizarre situation because like I didn't think I'd even explained myself properly, but he obviously knew something straight away. And so he gave me the book. And as I'm reading it, I was like, well, I'm definitely a growth mindset, you know, because I've done all these things. I've been running businesses. I've been, I'm always trying things, growth, growth, growth. And um, it was about three quarters of the way through the book. I was like, oh, shit, I'm a fixed mindset. Wow. And the difference is um, with a fixed mindset, you don't actually, and maybe not even just subconscious. I mean, maybe some subconsciously, you believe that your intelligence is fixed. You're only that intelligent. Whereas a growth mindset, it comes from the um, the fact that you can grow your intelligence. Wow, yeah. And yeah, and that was actually life changing for me when yeah. I realised. Oh, I thought I was only this intelligent forever, forever. But it was all subconscious. I never Mm. thought about it. So I brought it out into the light. And then I started going, oh, I'm actually quite intelligent and I can learn more and I can – the irony here is I was always always learning. Mm. I was always searching for that. I was always reading books. I was already doing it, but it was just in the context that I had in my mind. Yeah, but actually it was from a context of – my intelligence um, only this, yeah i'm only just this intelligent mm. uh so the book for parenting it had some fantastic um things that you could do with your children one is they highly or she highly recommends that you don't praise your children for talent you praise them for effort and what i'd been doing i could see with my this is my second son i could see that i've been praising him for his reading and i'd actually been praising him for talent which is fixed and they don't know 
So what they don't do is they don't try anything else in case they don't get the same praise. Sure. Yeah, it was fascinating. So completely turned that around. Every time they painted a picture or every time they showed me something, I always tried to find the effort that they'd put in and I'd be like, oh, man, that's so good how you coloured that in. And, really oh, I can see hard. what you've tried at. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. Smart. Yeah. And that's huge. Great book. That's a huge shift for parenting. Like I want to just reiterate that. Yeah. That that can change all your parenting, that one insight. Oh, just by praising effort. I could actually do a whole podcast on the difference with my children based on that one book alone. Mm. It was so good. So Mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck. If yeah, you get into hunt it. Hunt it out because it's it, – but it also worked for me. I have the experience of a, a lot of people that I work with not thinking they're smart mm. because they didn't do well at school. Mm. And for the same reason, or maybe closely related, they've held on to this belief that I'm just not smart. Yeah. I'm just not that smart. And I look at them and I go, well – You've created this whole life and you're yeah. running this business and, mm. um, you know, a lot of those people, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of those people that didn't do well at school might end up in a trade. So they might end up becoming builders or electricians or plumbers and are phenomenal at what they do. Like mm. I'm in awe of builders. I love being on building sites mm. and I love watching a really good builder mm. and just what they do and actually how much knowledge they have. And then you, they'll say to you, oh, I'm not that smart. You know, yeah. they'll have, and it's completely incongruous to my experience of them but it's just because that's what they were told at school i I developed the way i because i didn't um do very well at school academically so i changed my language to say i'm not very academic right which meant i'm not um i don't yeah no it's not so much that just means i don't thrive in an academic environment that's Mm. how i Mm. related it so instead of going i failed school because i was dumb (laughs) which is a really easy one to grab onto when you're mm. a kid i'd go oh, i didn't do well at school i'm just not very academic i'm bloody smart and i've learned a lot and mm. i know a lot about a lot of stuff mm. i just didn't really thrive in that academic environment and that's that was just a massive yeah shift massive yeah. shift mm. much more empowering yeah and that's what we're after isn't it Always. how do we empower ourselves how do we keep growing and learning yeah. yeah, the 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 one of the cause of transformation I don't think I've talked about much is exactly what you just said, is that we're not actually looking for the truth per se. We're looking for what's the most empowering belief. Mm, mm. So you know, if I said to say a builder that didn't think you were smart, I, if I said you're really intelligent, you go, well, that's not true. You know, see, I've got all this evidence. Yeah, and I'm not really interested in the truth. I'm interested in what's the most empowering belief for you to mm. create the life you want. Mm. So the truth is, you know, they're so subjective anyway, the truth, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I'll see that resistance a lot. So the two things I'm focused on with my clients is one, what's the most empowering belief? And two, what will have your life work? Mm. So mm. not the best belief, not the, you know, not the, um, not the right belief, mm. man. You, mm. you know, you should positive. You should be a positive thinker because that's the right way to be. No. I don't care. Does that make your life work or not? Mm. A lot mm. of people with positive thinking are just bypassing all their shit, and yeah. it actually has their life not work. Yeah. So I don't really care about positive thinking. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's um, also what uh, what I love is that. <laughs> um, don't laugh. So it's a little bit of a rant, wasn't it? <laughs> no, no, on. that's great. I think it's really, really good. I've actually forgotten what I was going to say. <laughs> no, what I was going to say is that it's individual. 
It's what's going to make your life yes. work. What's, what are you attracted to? What spins your wheels? What lights you up? Yeah. And that's, uh, that's one of the most empowering things because it doesn't have to matter what anyone else thinks. And we do. We try and fit in to be cool. We try and make it look good. We want to do what everyone agrees with. But yep. fuck it. Do and what you want. I'll, I'll, a lot of my clients uh, will get into a pattern where they'll come onto a coaching session with me and they'll go, oh, um, don't really know what I want to talk about. What do you think we should, you know, is there anything you see for me? Mm. And I'll go, well, I don't mind doing that for a couple of calls. It's fine because it's, you don't always know what you want to work Mm. on. And sometimes it's fun just to see what we create together. But if it's a pattern that I notice, I say that all the time, right? I'm a pattern finder. Yeah. Um, I'll say, Hey, if you keep doing this, you're going to end up living my life, my best life. Yeah. Yeah, and that, good point. I, I don't. That's not your best life. Well, it's not even going to work. It's not. <laughs> it's no. not going to work. Yeah. If I keep leading this, mm. it's just going to take you closer to what I love. Yeah, bring your own truth out. Bring your own passion. Mm. Like whatever lights you up, whatever it is, is perfect. You have it for a reason. Mm-hmm. Celebrate the bejeepers out of it. The thing I noticed um, talking to my friend the other day who. Uh, is going through some struggles in his relationship and I was giving him some feedback about that. He he asked for it and I was just sort of saying, hey, have you thought about looking at it this way? And it's a little shift I want to make as a coach is that sometimes I'll look at someone that's struggling and I'll be like, I'll see them as a struggling person Mm. and I want to actually shift that to go, that's an amazing powerful Mm. incredible human being in front of me that Mm. i can help shift a couple of little things that'll have them be their best selves be even more powerful yeah you know and so i just i want to get out of that thought process of going oh that person's got problems or they're broken or yeah that's awful that anyway yeah it's just a natural thing for me though like i felt a bit of judgment when you said that's awful because it's like oh gee i'm a bit like that naturally well, we all do it too because it's just judgment. That's yeah. what we, it's we, we judge other people. We see whatever's going on and then we I make our I guess it's easy judgments. to see what's wrong in people because yeah. we see what's wrong in ourselves all day. That's what we focus on. Yeah. Yeah, nice. But yeah, it's a shift towards, and I guess that means I have to shift more towards me seeing that for myself, mm. seeing myself as a really powerful, loving, yeah. connected person that, you know, with a few little tweaks can allow that to come out even more. You heard that here first, folks, because that's you. Yeah. If you're listening to this, you are all of those things. Mm. You're empowered. You've got your amazing gifts. The reason you're here. Yeah, I love that. I heard um, Russell Brand talking about, he did a book on addiction a few years ago, and it was a really good read. Mm. It was his definition of the 12-step program, Mm. Uh, and it was really, really good. But he said something that I think applies to coaching. He was talking about addicts, but I think it applies to anyone. And he said, uh, we all have a destiny. We all have a destiny mm. about where, and, and the way he described destiny was like, if you plant a seed and then you put it in really good soil and then you water it and then mm. you give it great sunlight and then you protect it and you feed it, it, it will grow up to become something. Mm. When it's under the perfect conditions, it will grow up to bloom and flower into something. Even mediocre conditions, yeah. That will be its destiny. Yeah. And if you um, put the seed in shitty ground and don't water it that much, it might still grow and poke up, but it won't be 
achieving its full destiny, what mm. it would have become under perfect conditions. Mm. So he described the the idea of recovery addiction, and I would say the idea of what we're talking about with transformation and coaching is actually um, not recovering, but to to take you back to the destiny that you were <laughs> originally mm. destined to become. Oh, man, I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's the same thing. It's not seeing like, oh, that plant is broken. It's going, if we give it the right conditions and we feed it and we look after it and we water it and we make sure it's getting enough sunlight. From here on in, yeah. It's actually going to achieve its original destiny. Yeah, wow, that's powerful. It is, isn't it? Love Russell Brand. Yeah. Awesome. Russell Bland, I don't enjoy as much. He's pretty bland. He's boring, mm. but I definitely recommend Russell Brand. <laughs> cool. Thanks, guys. Nice. Well, great to catch up as always. Yep. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. That was the Transformation Bros with Jason and Nathan. 